Hey guys, welcome back to the Consistently Committed Podcast. I'm your host, Claire, and I'm so happy you tuned in this week. How are you doing? I really hope you're having a great day, week, month so far. Personally, I'm doing pretty good. I actually just finished this really annoying big assignment that I have due on Friday. So I'm very relieved and happy I have that out of my way. And... I had a fun weekend and actually let me tell you guys a story. So the weekend started Friday where my boyfriend, his sister and like their family and I went out to eat because my boyfriend's sister got her bachelor's degree so we wanted to celebrate and we went to this nice restaurant, we ate, it was all good and then just the three of us so it was just boyfriend, sister, boyfriend and me we decided we're going to head out for some drinks afterwards, you know, because why not? There's a reason to celebrate. We should celebrate it, right? Like that's that's life. Um, so we we go to this nice speakeasy bar. It was really fun, really cute. Nothing too out of the ordinary. And then we start to think, OK, what can we do now? Like, what do we want to party? Do we want to go clubbing? We didn't know. And I remember I have this old friend from school that I haven't seen in about a year almost. So really quite a long time ago. And I I was pretty sure he was in town this weekend. So, you know, I hit him up. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Whatever it is, we're coming along. It doesn't matter what you do, where you're doing it or who you're doing with. Um, we are going to tag along. I basically just straight up told him, um, send me your location. We're going to come around. (laughs) Like he had no choice whatsoever. Am I a bad person for doing that? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, he could have said no, obviously, but I don't know. I just thought, you know, he was the person to, you know, he's the life of the party. He's where it's at when there's something to celebrate. And I was just so stoked to finally see him again because it's been such a long time. And um, so we went to school together, right? And I don't know, he's always just one of the funniest people I've ever met. Still is, probably. And I just knew it was going to be fun, you know? So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just chilling at home with a friend and we're going to go to a rave later tonight. And I'm like, "Ah, okay. And I'm not a big clubbing person, right? But when I go clubbing, I like, I like me some dance music, you know, I like some hip-hop R&B, I like to be able to sing along. I am definitely not the type of person who goes to raves, (laughs) but nevertheless, you know, we had something to celebrate, so we're down, let's go. (laughs) And so, but basically, I didn't tell the other two people I was with, but in my head, I was like, okay, you know, we're going to hang out at his place, drink some. And then once it's like 1 a.m. or something, I'm going to be like, okay, let's go home, guys. Bye. That was so much fun because that's just the type of person I am. Like, I, I'm i not a big night going out person. I, I don't know how to say it, but I don't like staying up till 5 a.m. being outside. It's just not never been my thing, really. But anyway, so... You know, we go to the store, buy some alcohol, hit up his place. And it was just 
so much fun like really good vibes and you know we had fun we talked it, it just good times and we were probably at his place for like i don't even know like two or three hours until it was something um, i think it was close to 1 a.m when they were like okay let's go to the rave <laughs> now here this is the part where i'm like um, okay then maybe we'll go home but my boyfriend and his sister they were both like no that would be so much fun let's go and then my old friend from high school he was like no clear you gotta come like that would be amazing and it's gonna be so much fun and now i've never been to rave before saturday <laughs> no wait it was friday my bad but I have never in my life been to a rave and I have never felt the urge to because it's just not my type of music. And honestly, the people kind of, I don't want to say they scare me, but you know, when I think of a rave, <laughs> I think of like Berghain. I think of people dressed very scarily. No, that's that sounds so mean, but you get what I'm saying. You know, you have a lot of the color black, you have latex, you have studded everything and just you know intimidating that's the word i was looking for just very intimidating overall you know the music the people the vibes so anyway uh, long story short they all convinced me to go they were like no like you should definitely come this is gonna be so much fun like let's go come on clear and you know i i tried i really tried to talk my way out of it i was like ah oh, but i have to finish my assignment tomorrow in the morning and i have so much to do and i don't want to go but and i i ended up caving in you know i told him all right you got me let's go so we head on out um i think all of us were extremely drunk i myself included not extremely but just very intoxicated so we get there and um, we get in line. It's not that crowded. And I expected it to be like a lot more crowded at first because they told us, um, I don't know if it was true or I don't know if they were just trying to, you know, get me to say yes, but it was the third best techno club in Germany. So, you know, I mean, can't say no to that. Like who could resist that? Uh, me, spoiler alert. No, so we get there, you know, and at the line, they make you tape up your phone camera so that nobody gets to take a picture. So when they did that, at first I had this short moment where I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be cool, you know, because why do we have to tape our cameras? Like, that's so exciting. Um, no, and then we get to the line and then we have to pay to get in. And it's uh, like 20 euros per person. So I was like, nah, man, that's so expensive. Like, is it going to be worth it? I hope so. Um, and you know, we're a group of five and so my boyfriend's sister, my high school friend and his friend, they're already, you know, besides the point where you pay. And then my boyfriend, and I get to that point and we realize they don't take cash now. No, wait, they only take cash. That was the issue. We never carry cash. So we had to go back and... At first, I felt like victory. I felt like, yes, I can go home now. You know, we don't have any cash with us. It's time to go home. Um, I had the short moment of excitement. But then I saw that the three of them were waiting for us behind the queue. So no, not behind the queue, but just in front of the door 
they were waiting for us because they already paid, you know, they, they're waiting for us to get in. So we tell them, hey, we don't have any cash. And then we ended up going to an ATM, getting some cash, getting back in line. Now the next issue, that's when I started to realize, okay, are we even going to get in? Like, we are not dressed apart. Keep in mind, we went to a fancy dinner first and that was the plan for the evening you know we thought okay we're gonna get dinner then maybe go out for some drinks so i am definitely not dressed apart now <laughs> the three other people of our group all dressed in black you know they have their cool sunglasses with them um because of course why wouldn't they um and then there's my boyfriend and i um you know he's wearing a white button-up shirt and I am wearing some dress, you know, it's a long dress. It has a nature print on it. It's hard to describe. It's <laughs> it's skin tight and it's like a mesh material with some, it's like a safari. It's not a print, but it's a picture of a waterfall. And that's just printed on a dress. It sounds really ugly if I describe it, but I promise it looks better than it sounds so that's what I was wearing. So totally not the thing you're supposed to wear to a rave. Um, and then I had this other moment where I felt like, oh, maybe they're going to turn us down because I heard rumors that it is hard to get in, you know, not like Bergheim hard where you literally can't get inside just because the person at the door doesn't like you. But still, you know, you have to dress the part, you have to look a certain way in order for them to let you in. Otherwise, the security is just going to tell you, no, go home or whatever. So I start thinking, okay, but what if they just turn us down and then we get to the front door, we pay and we're inside. And that was the moment I realized, okay, no turning back. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I went inside, you know. We went to the rave and it was so weird. I don't know. I love trying new things, but I'm still always in my head when I try new things. And I and I genuinely did not want to go, but I just got carried away. Um, but so I was there and I don't know. Like one part of me was really happy. You know, I'm trying something new. Yay. But do you know the feeling you have when you try something new and in your head, you really want to like it. You try so hard to like it and to be cool about it. But then you're in this situation trying this new thing and you just realize it is not your thing. You don't like it. I did not enjoy the music. I just the vibes were so strange. At first, I didn't even understand why they make you tape up your camera. I think they just one they wanted to seem mysterious but there was nothing in there okay it's so different from a regular club which i don't like clubbing at all but as you see in a regular club you have like all these people at the bar you know getting drinks and you see just people dancing with their drinks in the hand vibing and whatnot now at this rave it's just it looks it's just very dark it's like a really big dark room and you have a bar, you know, that's no difference, but there's nobody there. Like, I don't know why these people don't drink, probably because they do other drugs, but nobody was buying a drink from the bar. So that was a bit strange. 
And then you have the DJ booth, right? So far, so good. And at a rave, everybody is facing the DJ, which, you know, I mean, I guess in a club technically, or if you were to see, I don't know, like David Guetta or something, I'm sure you'd face the DJ booth too. Or if you go to a concert, like it's not that strange, but everybody religiously only looks in the direction of the DJ and then they just dance. And like from an outsider's view, it just looks like a cult meeting. I've never been part of a cult, but this is what I imagine it to be like. Because everybody's doing their crazy dance moves and just looking at the DJ. And it was so strange. I, I don't know. I can't describe it. It's just not for me. And, you know, I tried dancing, obviously, because I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna go to a rave and stand around. Like, why would I? But I, I, I don't know how to dance to that type of music. And I looked around. And there was not a single person that was on beat. Now, controversial opinion, but I don't think that the music they play is danceable. <laughs> like, I just don't know. And I want to say I, I mean, I'm not a dancer, like, professionally, but I think I can tell when somebody, you know, is on beat and when somebody can dance. I used to do competitive cheer for over five years. I know an eight count when I see one, when I hear one. And I, you know, I was not like staring at people, but still just the dance moves people do there are so strange, like so strange. I, I sound like a mean hater, but it's just weird. Like it, you can't, you can't move your body to that type of music and look good. And that's when I kind of understood that that's the point, you know, people are not dancing to try to look good. They're dancing to feel good, or at least so I was told. <laughs> but still, it's just, it looks so weird. I I have no words for that. Um, and then, you know, it was in midst of that experience. When I kind of had this epiphany, I realized that none of these people cared what they look like or how they move their bodies. Like, nobody actually cared and nobody you know, it just took a minute to look around at other people. Like everybody was just vibing by themselves, if that makes sense. And it felt like nobody gave a fuck. And, you know, that kind of brought me to today's topic. Why do we give so many fucks? You know, because when you're at the rave, um, you're in a room full of people who don't give a single fuck about anything in that exact moment it's so hard to explain but I really I, I could feel the not giving a fucks in the air you know you could smell it nobody gave a fuck <laughs> and um whole time I was there obviously giving a fuck because after half an hour I really felt like I don't want to go home I don't like this you know the music is weird honestly the music to me, it just sounds like a panic attack. Like, it's just, it sounds so stressful, if that makes sense. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. And if you love um, a techno and love going to raves, love that for you. You know, I really tried. It's just not my thing. And I think that's okay. You know, sometimes in life when things are not your thing, it's, it's okay. You don't have to try to make it your thing just to fit in. Um... It's okay if it's not your thing. It definitely wasn't my thing. And I felt so just 
misplaced there. I don't know. It just not the vibe. But still, I kind of admire that nobody gave a fuck. And maybe they did, but at least it didn't seem like it. So I kind of thought, okay, how can I be like these people? You know, like I don't want to love techno music and go to raves every weekend. But how can I, I guess, kind of have the attitude of not giving a fuck the same way they do? And then I remembered about two years ago, I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, which is a great book. Love it, really. I, I love the book. That's literally all I can remember. Because after I read it, I gave it to my mom so that she can read it. And I still haven't gotten it back. So if you're listening to this, mom, please get me my book. Um, I really wanted to flip through the pages to prepare for this episode and to just get some inspo for myself because I really genuinely can't remember anything. Um, That always happens whenever I read a book. So that's why I'm constantly trying to read self-help books because I don't remember what they say. Um, Doesn't make sense. Anyway, but then I thought I don't really need the book because I think... When it comes down to not giving a fuck, I think people give a fuck because they are always thinking about the future or the past. That's why we give a fuck. Because if I didn't care about the consequence of my actions in this exact moment, then I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, if I could just jump out the window right now and I knew I wouldn't get hurt, then I would just do it, you know, because... Why not? If I felt like, you know, doing a free fall jump, then I could go for it. But I'm not going to do it because I know I could die, possibly, in the future if I do that right now. That definitely wasn't the best example. But if you've been listening for a while, you will already know I am not good at (laughs) giving you examples. You just have to do that part for yourself. But still, I think most of the things I we are doing... In this exact moment, we are doing for the outcome, for the tomorrow. Like, I am going to college. Okay, I mean, I love college. I love hanging out with my friends. I love, you know, I don't love studying as much. But still, I would say I definitely do like college. But the reason I wanted to go to college was because I want to have a nice job later on. You know, I might want to be... I don't know what I wanted to be when I initially started college, but now I definitely want to be a marketing manager or do something with public relations. Not quite sure yet, but I am trying to get good grades so that I will eventually reach that goal and to, I don't know, have a good future. And I don't know, I think with most of the things I do in my day-to-day life, I think about the future, you know, I care about my grades because I want to have a good job later. I try to eat somewhat healthy sometimes because I want to feel good later on or because I want to look better. You know, I know that if I eat fatty foods all the time, my skin is going to break out. So (laughs) this is not going to happen in an instant. I am choosing not to eat as many fatty foods today because I want my skin to look clear tomorrow. That's kind of the thought that's behind it. You know, we are doing things today because we want to 
improve our tomorrows in a way. Um, and I am someone who really thinks about the future a lot. I also happen to worry a lot and to get anxious a lot. Now, is there a correlation between those two things? Most likely. Um, I Yeah, I definitely think so. So what do we take from this? Um, thinking about the future can be a good thing, you know, because you're looking out for yourself. You're trying to make a good choices so that you have a better life tomorrow, if you will. But it can also lead to a lot of worrying, a lot of anxiety, a lot of just unwanted stress. Because you really put a lot of stress on yourself if you always think about tomorrow. Because if today is not going so well, then you are going to freak out and think tomorrow is going to go even worse. And the day after that, even worse and worse and worse. And you're going to become very unhappy and very unchill about every single decision in your life. So I definitely do not recommend that. But now let's take that out of the picture for a second. What if we just didn't think about a future at all? You know, so far so good. You're just living in the today and in the yesterday. Not so good. Really not good. We all love a good trip down memory lane every now and then. You know, I do it. I'm sure you do it too. Like every now and then you come across a thing that really reminds you of that field trip in eighth grade where you went to the zoo and, you know, you... I don't know, <laughs> fed an elephant. Like, what What a great time that was. Man, those were some good times. Or the one time you got fucked over terribly by someone who thought was your best friend. And that traumatizes you. You know, and like, maybe trauma is a strong word. But point is, um, there are a lot of good memories in everybody's life. I am sure of that. Um... And sometimes, you know, you look at pictures and you think, oh man, those were the good times. You know, you were carefree, you had fun, everything was so much happier. <laughs> uh, but then also sometimes you come across things that remind you of darker times of your life where things may have not gone the way you wanted them to go. Or times where you got hurt really badly or, you know... You just got disappointed. I mean, I don't have to tell you about your traumas. I'm sure we all have some. Um, I mean, I hope not, but I am sure. So, yeah, you know, sometimes thinking back might be fun. But other times, it can be a very negative thing. Now, what does that have to do with giving a fuck? Um, here's the deal. Let's say... You have been hurt by a person very badly. Let's say a person really misused your trust, you know, and they really screwed you over and, you know, you had some really hard times because of them and then they're out of your life, you know. Let's say a few years go by, you're healing and whatever, but you're still always thinking about that. You're still always, like, whenever you meet a new person... In your head, like one of the first things you think is, oh my gosh, this person is going to fuck me over. I'm not going to get too close to them. I am not going to trust them. Because you kind of feel traumatized. I mean, 
you know, if somebody fucked you over, of course you're going to be more cautious in the past because you don't want to get fucked over again. You don't want to look like a fool, right? So that's when you start to give a lot of fucks because this bad thing happened to you and now you give a lot of fucks because you don't want it to happen again, which is completely valid. You know, I'm not telling you that's wrong. It's always good to be cautious and to look out for yourself. Um, but see, if you do that too much and if you have one bad thing happen to you and then never, never, ever, ever again, trust someone in your life, that's where it becomes a problem because you have to heal and you have to take time to heal. And that is valid. That is normal. You know, things take time. But if you feel like you just can't get past that thing and you just can't get to trust anyone ever, then that's probably where you should get professional help and talk to a specialist about that because, you know, you're not the problem. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes talking about it and therapy can really help with those things. So I highly recommend that. But if not, you know, it's still there are people who have bad things happen to them and then all they do is blame everything on that one bad thing that happens to them so let's say bad thing xy happened five years ago and now today i let's say i got fired and then my car broke down and then i i don't know i fucked over my best friend you know I told their secret to the whole world. Um, and then what I do is I tell everybody it is not my fault, you know, because the bad thing happened to me. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that, you know, my boss is unhappy with me because he doesn't understand that I can't take... <laughs> That I can't take directions from anyone because that bad thing happened a couple of years ago. You know, it's not my fault. It's all because this happened to me. I have nothing to do with it. You know, I think that is something that some people tend to do. They tend to blame their issues and their problems on a certain thing that happened at a point in their life. Now, I know traumas are valid and sometimes... It really isn't your fault. Sometimes things are happening that you have absolutely no control over and they just suck, you know. Sometimes life is just not fair and not nice, honestly, not kind to us. But still, you if you keep on blaming the bad things that are happening to you in the present on the bad things that happened to you um, in the past then you are never going to move forward. You know, you're in like an endless spiral of blaming things that happen. But eventually you're going to have to stop blaming the things that happen, but actually take the blame and, you know, try to improve. Because if you never take the blame, then you never give yourself room to improve because you never feel the need to. But if you own up and you say, hey, this is my fault. I got fired because I could not fulfill, you know, the company's needs. I did not do the job that they hired me to do. That's my fault. What can I do from this now? I can improve. I can learn from this. You know, it's a learning opportunity. But still, if you keep on blaming things on the things that happen to you, then you are never actually improving or growing. And 
I think growing is part of the human experience, so we should all do it. We should all try our best to become the bestest versions of ourselves. Um, no. And that's the thing. If you are always stuck in the past and always using the past to, I guess, to explain your present, you are always giving fucks, you know, because... <laughs> You're never just thinking about this exact moment because the first thing that comes to your mind will always be, oh, it's because mm, that thing happened, you know, not my fault. And that's not good. So with that being said, my one and only advice for how to not give a fuck, or maybe we should say how to give lesser fucks, because it can be good to give a fuck. You know, you don't have to be heartless and cold. Um, you can give fucks. Just not too many, because sometimes you can really benefit from not giving a fuck so much. Um, and I am definitely working on that too. I mean, I always give a fuck. I am literally the type of person who will, you know, think people hate me if their vibe is off. I give so many fucks. I always think about, oh my god, what did I do wrong? Oh no, why are they upset? Why do they hate me? Like, not good. So don't... Don't set me as your example. I am the CEO of giving way too many fucks. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm out here trying. And you should definitely do the same if you feel like you are someone who gives too many fucks. And please take it all with a grain of salt. I am not entirely sure if that's really the right solution. Because you can't always live in the present. You have to think about your future. Because, I mean, I don't think living in the present 24-7 can really lead to things you know if you're just thinking about yourself right now we do have to look out for ourselves in the future and you know essentially our past is who or what shaped us so we should also never like a hundred percent forget where we came from you know it's okay to want something better but to still keep in mind where you came from and you know what what the backstory is um yeah and with that being said i really hope you have a lot of fun and i really hope you give no fucks the rest of the week and yeah i encourage you to try new things this week i mean i went to a rave and i'm just definitely not the person for it but still you know i'm happy i did it i'm happy i got to experience it um yeah and i really hope you try new things too so I uh, see you guys next week. Bye bye.